There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back to Not Another Mummy podcast. I'm Alison Perry, and you're listening to episode 19. Self-care as a mum is so important. It's a bit of a cliche, but we really do spend a lot of time running around after everyone, organising family life, making sure that everyone is where they should be at any given moment. So it's something that I really wanted to cover on the podcast, and I delve into it with my guest on this episode, author and editor-in-chief of Hello! magazine, Rosie Nixon. Rosie told me that she doesn't think she's very good at self-care, but as you'll hear, we talked about how it's not just about eating well and going to the gym. It can also be about just taking five minutes with a cuppa and a magazine, or going on your own to your favourite coffee shop between breastfeeds, or listening to a podcast. Uh, self-care is basically just giving something back to yourself. I loved chatting to Rosie, as well as running Hello Magazine and brushing shoulders with A-list stars. She's written two best-selling novels, so she's a very, very busy lady, and I was very grateful to her for giving her time. So I hope by listening, you enjoy the next 30 minutes of your own self-care. Welcome, Rosie, to the podcast. Thanks very much. Thanks it's for very, having me. very nice. We're here in the Hello offices, aren't we? We are. I love calm meeting today. It yeah. does feel very calm Press for a magazine tomorrow. office. We'll be completely different tomorrow. Right. Okay. Well, <laughs> thank you for fitting me in. I do appreciate okay. it. Um, so, as well as being editor of Hello, you're an established author, and you're a mum of two boys, aren't you? Yeah. Um, what does like what is motherhood <laughs> to you? So, obviously, you know, Gosh. we we kind of we can imagine what you know what your career that side of your life is like yeah. what is motherhood to well, you well motherhood's the, all about the real me you know motherhood's the most you know incredible journey that I feel so lucky to have been on um things are hectic being a working mum I was like on the train this morning you know trying to read the newspaper sort of half while I sort of had the Amazon app open and was ordering water wipes and size six pampers at the same time it's crazy how many things how many things you can do because as you're doing one thing your mind goes oh my goodness you need to do that and it's really important so you go off and you do that the water wipes on Monday and I've forgotten (laughs) and we've only got about five left in the packet and you don't want to run out because that's just a nightmare and everything's gonna fall off 
apart. So, yeah. I mean, it's a juggling act, but my God, you know, it's so amazing to have, you know, my two little boys in my life and yeah. to get home, you know, and rush home as quickly as I can at the end of the day to be there um, around bath time, you know, and to put them to bed. And it's just so precious. So you know. as a boss, do you kind of try to instill that ethos of yeah. down tools, let's get home? Because even if people haven't got kids... They've got lives outside. You need outside. that time to switch off, otherwise you'd go mad. Yeah, I really do. I think, you know, obviously you have a much greater understanding of that once you become a mum yourself, you mm. know, and you realise how much more there is to life that, you know, yeah. than just work. And to be able to make your work integrate with your home life. Like, I'm a real one. I do actually find it quite hard to completely switch off when I'm at home. But I rather have the flexibility in my week where I might think, okay, well, I'm not really crazy busy this afternoon, so I might try and nip back so I can pick Heath up from nursery, Mm. and then I'm going to finish my emails at home and kind of juggle it. And I really don't mind when they've gone to bed them picking up my emails again because it's more important that I'm there for those two hours with them. When they're awake. When they're they're awake, yeah. 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 Um, So it's all a bit of a kind of flexy juggling act, you know, and I do try and help our staff here you know attain that kind of balance as well it's good that there's definitely more conversation around that happening and obviously Mm. with even the law changing kind of in recent years and you know people kind of almost encouraging even like 20 somethings to be like you can work flexibly because not everyone kind of works at that nine to five slot i mean it's difficult because there are certain roles within a company that often demand more of a kind of rigid structure Um, But then there are others that don't. So it really is a case-by-case kind of conversation. But I think the important thing is that you're open to having that conversation in the first place. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and I really certainly am that kind of manager. That's good. Um, So what kind of mum are you? Mm. How do you describe (laughs) yourself? gosh, I don't know. I probably... I'm a bit of a smothering mum. I'm constantly sniffing the back of their necks and kissing them. And he's just like, get off me. They're so delicious though, aren't they? They I do that too. I just like... I stroke my... My just daughter can't get enough of them. <laughs> yeah, I think my two little boys. I can't bear. I'm already kind of can't bear the day when they don't want to walk down the street yeah. holding my hand. Or I mean, one of them weighs a ton now. You know, he's nearly four and he's so heavy, but still wants to be carried at Aww. times. And I, I love that closeness. I'm definitely a big cuddler. So, yeah, yeah. I, I do wonder whether that happens more quickly with boys than girls the whole kind of not wanting yeah. to hold your hand I don't know I don't know I th- I'm not sure actually because I've got some other friends yeah who say that their boy you know who've got a boy and a girl who say that their boy is the one that tends to be more sensitive yeah, and kind of yeah. cuddly they're both cuddly boys which is great nice. yeah and I love my you know our, our bedtimes at the moment I mean the routines constantly change don't they so we're in yeah. a nice little cosy one at the moment where we try to do stories together in the bottom bunk and mm. all sort of pile in my husband too if he's back in time and do stories together um but I'm sure that's going to change you know soon get those cuddles while you can I know exactly (laughs) I will I'll force them to I'm going to be that mum on their 18th birthday that's there yeah Yeah. give us a kiss yeah exactly um so you must be really really good at time management you've got all this going on you know you've got you've written two books I mean you wrote those two books on your maternity leave, yeah. am I right? Well, the first one I finished, I mean, the first one, God, oh, oh, you know, I started writing it before I had children, so there was definitely right. more time. Yes. <laughs> and then I actually finished it when I was on my maternity leave in sort of snatched hours when my parents could help out looking after the baby. Mm. And I 
think, I mean, it, it, if I'm completely honest, it, they have kept me sane and I really like having this other strand in my life that's very creative. I mean, I'm a writer at heart and that's why I became a journalist yeah. and that's what I love doing. And I guess, you know, as my career's gone on, I've become more removed from yeah. that. And I love what I do. I'm really lucky to have a job that I do, you know, really adore. It's a shame how that but happens, it, though, isn't it? You, you yeah, start off as a writer write and then so you, you kind of get promoted and promoted and all of a sudden you're not writing and you're not That's doing it. the thing. Or even editing other copy yeah. really anymore. Um, it's more of a managerial role. So mm. that is kind of my creative outlet and I love doing it. And if I'm completely honest, you know, I think when you have young children, you know, there is a certain amount of monotony with it as well. Whilst, I mean, it is amazing and it's a blessing and we're so lucky and I never take that for granted. Mm. The kind of day in, day out of being on maternity leave, only there at home with the kids, counting down the hours till it's time to, you know, the husband's going to come home or you can have a glass of wine where you've got a night out. And when you've got a baby who's not... Because even toddlers, they keep you on your toes and you're running around Mm. after them, but babies... They just do nothing. I know, and it is really tiring. And so I did actually love the fact that I had an excuse to leave the house for a couple of Mm. hours at a time. You know, I was breastfeeding, so it was always in between feeds, to go and do something else. And, you know, the, the fiction that I write is women's commercial fiction it's funny there's yeah. I have a natural kind of comedic tone and and I and it, I really amused myself oh. sat in a coffee in a coffee shop I had my favorite table in my local coffee shop in south London and I would go there and I would just be in my element and then I would come back and be so excited to be back with the baby and actually having that balance has does help keep that's me so nice. sane that's brilliant and that really you know hats off to to stay at home mums because you know it is tough you know it's not easy yeah it's not an easy option then also I think we're all built differently so I think you do get women like you and I who thrive from you know of having the working life Mm. and the home life and then you get some women who they are completely fulfilled by being at home and that is what they've always dreamed of so yeah there's no way I would sort of judge others I think you do what makes Mm. you happy and um, certainly for me, yeah, having that writing kind of element in my life, I feel like I always need, I need it now. It's kind of part yeah. of me. Yeah. Um, but that said, you know, it, there are times when it does feel too much and that the balance is off and the juggle's tough and I feel guilty because, you know, I maybe don't pick up enough from preschool, you know, as I would like to. So there are sacrifices that are made as yeah. well. I think it's just a matter of almost keeping it in check and when you feel yourself going off balance, kind of going, right, stop, this isn't working for me, I'm feeling tired, I'm feeling ratty, I'm not happy, you know, why am I doing this? And then kind of looking at your diary almost and moving things around. That's true. And cancelling things. Yeah, of cancelling, exactly. And that's often quite a relief, isn't it? Sometimes I look at my diary and think, oh my God, I feel stressed before the week's even begun, I'm meant to be out three or four evenings this week. And then you think... Actually, I'm just going to cancel yeah. that. It's too much. Yeah. On the list of priorities, my children's bedtime, you know, is right there at the top, Definitely. actually. So they come before attending an event with, you know, yeah. a lot of people that are 
are not close friends. And if they are close friends, then they'll understand. Totally. If you have to say, oh, I'm really not coping right now, yeah. I need some time off, yeah. then they'll, they'll get it. Yeah, I think um, I think it was an interview with Claudia Winkleman that I read a while ago that said about the three areas of your life, that you have your home life, your work life, and then your friends. Mm. And it's really hard to have all three yeah. all the time. I think you can and have I two. That's it, you can have two. Yeah. Once you accept, and sometimes, sadly, it is the social life that kind of has to go for a bit. Yeah. But then so many of your friends are in the same boat. And exactly. There's always WhatsApp for yes. late night conversations. Have a quick catch up. Oh my goodness. And social media to but, see what they've been doing. But WhatsApp's kind of scary in that you look at it and you've got 120 <laughs> messages no. and you're like, how am I going to catch mm. up? But it's like, right, mm. I'm not going to try and catch up. I'm going to jump straight yeah. back in. And I think allowing yourself to, yeah, not feel guilty to just think, do you know what? Does it matter in the scheme of things? Yeah. You know, as long as everybody's healthy, everybody's happy, you know, then. Yeah. We're going to be all right. I think something I always try and do is try and think of when I'm old and grey and I'm looking back on my life, what are the things that I will think? Yeah. Those are the things that mattered. Yeah. And all the kind of tiny little nitty gritty things that you get really worked up about, they're not going to matter. And it generally is those family occasions yeah. that you look back on. Yeah. Yeah, at the end of the year when you look back and think, what were your highlights of the year? They tend to be that great family holiday that you had or yeah. somebody's birthday that yes. you celebrated or a big meal together yeah not that time that you stayed late in the office and completed something yes exactly <laughs> um so I wanted to chat to you about self-care and yeah. when we were kind of discussing this you were saying that you're not you don't really feel you're very good at it no but then it was interesting but then I thought about it more last night yeah and I guess initially I kind of thought of my writing and the fact that having that out like I feel really lucky actually that you know I have something like that that sometimes gives me an excuse to go to a hotel of my own which is like the ultimate bliss (laughs) (laughs) just to but I write when I'm there you know Um, and I really love doing that Um, but then I thought about you know I have where I live in South London I have a female only gym that's literally one minute from my house which is amazing and I try to go there sort of two or three times a week Um, and they do lots of sort of half hour classes as well which I really like have a good stretch for half an hour in the morning there Mm. so that's something that I definitely try to build into my week and I try to ring fence that time Mm. generally I do it early in the morning they have a 7.15 class so if my husband's around to you know deal with the chaos of breakfast for half an hour I can zip out and go to that, and it's only half an hour, so it's brilliant. That's so I'm brilliant. back before eight. And so do you feel like it really clears your head? And it does. Sets yeah, you up and for the day. Sets me up for the day, and always on the days I've managed to get to the gym, I just feel a lot more in control of the day, and yeah. everything's you know in hand. Yeah. And keeps you healthy. I mean, the amount of times you've woken up with a slight sore throat, and it is easy not, you know, to find yourself at the bottom of the pecking order when you're yeah. looking after a family. Yeah. And um, But then going to the gym really does help kind of wash that away, I yeah. think. keeps your immune system strong. Yeah. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And it's funny because I always think of self-care as being, you know, it's not just exercise, food, you know, uh, you know, well-being. I, I kind of think that I spotted on your Instagram that you went out for a girly lunch yesterday with two oh, women yes. that I know and oh, really, yes. really love, ah, okay. Katie Great. and Joe. Oh, yeah. And all three of you posted on Instagram about how invigorated <laughs> and energised you felt after that lunch. It's true. And we that's had such a nice time. That's a form it's of like self-care. It's like a little shot of adrenaline, yes. it kind of was. Yeah, There's yeah, nothing right. better than going See, out and feeling totally. like talking. Good, and... good chat with kind of like-minded women really is love. I've already feel pepped up from this conversation great and uh yeah it's a really lovely life-affirming kind of thing to do isn't it yeah when you realize that you're all the same and that we all had a little moan about how hectic everything is and you know wanting to go out more and spend more time with our girlfriends but actually yeah that it was like an hour and a half but it was so great we didn't come up for air Yeah. yeah and quite often i if i have those sort of lunches or coffees i leave feeling kind of energized but i also sometimes we'll have just picked up a nugget or two of like just tips and things that really stick in my head and it really helps in like day-to-day life like oh so-and-so said that right I'm going to try that yeah that's true yeah the sharing of information and just solidarity and that feeling like actually everybody's dealing with the same kind of stuff exactly yeah I've also um, got really into pajamas recently, which oh, <laughs> I I'm never still with was you. a pajama girl. And then <laughs> for some reason, I think it must be something to do with being in your 40s now. I, um, I've just got really into them. And one mm. of my favourite things to do now is when I'm not going out in the evening and I'm home from work, I just change into them because yeah. then I'm all slouchy and it's easy to clamber into the bottom bunk and do the stories with the boys. Um, and it just is a real switch off for me. Yeah. Even if I then sit on the sofa and reply to some emails or catch up on the day, I'm doing it in the comfy surrounds of my silky yeah. pajamas. It changes your mindset, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm so with you. I it was does. chatting to someone yesterday about this actually because we were both talking about how we wear this um, these pajamas from a company called the Bright Company, mm. and they're almost like long johns. Oh, yeah, I love this. They're stuff, kind of actually. like the kids have got some pajamas yes. from there. So I've got some for my daughter, and I've got some for myself, and they're quite kind of almost like tight leggings. Yeah. Yes. And so it kind of feels a bit like you're encased in long johns. It's yeah. so not sexy. No. I think maybe it's a kind of winter thing as well. Yeah. But it's our slippers as well are oh, always yeah. top of my Christmas list. Fluffy every year. slippers. Yeah. And yeah. Bowden do great slippers, yes, actually. I'm they a fan do. of those. Um, but I'm quite a homebody. You know, I do love my evenings in. Um, you know, and I try to sort of, I could be out every night of the week really with events to do with work, but I try to go out a couple of times a week, you know, anymore and it feels like the balance is off. I How do you make that there. decision though? Because I struggle with that. I get invited to a lot of fun, yeah. interesting sounding things that could also help me work-wise mm. and I, uh, you know, I, I'm currently thinking, right, I've said yes to way too many things in the next few I weeks. I have fear of missing out big time yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
I think I'm quite good at parachuting into things and out quickly. Oh, okay. Um, and not staying too late because I just can't deal with it. Yeah, I yeah. need my sleep and I know I'm going to be up early and there's a risk that someone's going to wake in the night, yeah. you know. So I really need my sleep, otherwise that I'm not happy. So do you, do you set the expectations? Do you say, um, I'm going to pop in? Yeah, often So that I you're not that. that person who's no. like, oh, there she goes again, yeah. leaving but, yeah, early. No, exactly. But I think people understand, especially when you've got young children and yeah. and it's all right to be unapologetic about that, you know, and open. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so... But, you know, I try to support. I'm a loyal friend and will go to, you know, support friends in their endeavours. Yes. But, yeah, often it's, yeah, a pop in and pop out. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, so, you know, apart from getting into your pyjamas, what <laughs> are the things that... So if you've got um, two hours to yourself, yeah. what are the things you're like, right, I've got some time for myself, this is what I'm doing? Go for a manicure. Okay. I love that. Manicures and pedicures. Yeah. It's actually my grandmother, who's she's going to turn 99 in a couple of weeks' time. She instilled in me at a young age that I must always have my nails polished. I mean, it's probably a very old-fashioned kind of thing. But um, she actually taught me how to kind of file my nails, do my okay. cuticles, all of that, when she would babysit for me when yeah. I was a girl. And I used to love doing that with her. And it kind of just stuck in my head. I just feel like everything's all right and I'm in control yeah. if my nails are done. I'm still with you. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got, I've got mine done I don't done feel too. properly finished yeah. if I've got, like, no nail varnish on. I'm sure it's probably not very good for your nails to have them constantly covered. But, or yeah. maybe it is. Maybe it protects them. I don't know. But I'm, I'm exactly the same. I always think if your nails are done, it doesn't. you can almost get away with being a little bit scruffy elsewhere. It's true. You look, you yeah, know, Yeah, you look a bit professional together. Yeah. <laughs> So I think if I have a couple of hours, I mean, I'll try to squeeze in one of my half-hour gym sessions mm. or an hour's one if I've got time. And then it would be my idea of heaven to quickly pop to the local nail bar and just sit there and kind of stare into space yeah. and do nothing. Or read another magazine. It's yeah. funny you should say that, though, because I, I really <laughs> feel like Hello is kind of designed for those kind of five minutes of just curling your feet yeah. up on the sofa and just you know, losing yourself in this world because everything's yeah. kind of glossy and positive and it's all it like is. kind of feel-good news that you guys are delivering. So it kind of feels like, you're, you know, the magazine that you're producing is designed That's for right. this me time. And I think to pick up a magazine now is a luxury experience because we're mm. all so glued to our, you know, uh, mobile devices and laptops and everything else and we're picking up news constantly yeah. through our social media streams that to actually sit down, switch off that screen open your magazine is a really sort of precious moment Definitely. and you want that to be about escapism yeah so at hello yeah i'm really proud and protective of our philosophy of positive um reporting mm. and uh that's kind of at the heart of everything we do a celebratory title we like to you know make people feel good when mm. they read it and to take you away from the stresses and strains of getting that order in for the next box of water wipes yes <laughs> from amazon or you know what everyone's gonna have for dinner or what's going on at work you know yeah. and in politics and all the bad stuff going on in the yeah. world and also to see something that's kind of been crafted like the gorgeous shoots 
you know, when you're so used to kind of just like, you know, scrolling through a listicle on BuzzFeed, yeah. it feels like it's a real, yeah, really nice thing to do. Yeah, there's a space to breathe as well. You had to look at a photo shoot that runs over sort of eight pages mm. where the pictures are big and glossy. Yeah, it's not about cramming in as much information as possible. That's a very different experience and one that we experience on our, yeah. on our handsets. Yeah, so it feels like... online. With Hello... And also your books. You're yeah. giving people the opportunity to yeah. indulge in some self-care oh, moments. Nice. Yeah, I never really thought of it like that, but that's true, I guess. That's yeah. nice. That's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, even reading a book these days, it's yeah. like, I'm surprised anyone's got time to read a book. <laughs> I kind of, let alone, yeah, writing them. It's like, I certainly know myself, I used to read so many books, yeah. and now I kind of, I don't really, or I save them for holiday, but yeah. then even holidays are hectic with two young children, aren't they? It's, and then when you go to bed, you just want to go to sleep. <laughs> I know. For me, the scary thing is how my attention span has depleted. Yes. So, you know, if I, oh, I'll, I'll read three pages of a book and then I'll be like, oh, I'm just going to check Twitter. I'm just going to yes. play Instagram. You're right. And the one time that I actually read a good chunk of my book was when I was on a flight to Florida recently. And you can't, unless you pay for oh, Wi-Fi, yes. you can't go on social media. So no. I was there and I was like, this is great. Actually, I'm just reading my book. You're so right. Getting on a flight on your own is pure heaven. <gasps> or when the kids have gone to sleep on yeah. a flight. Right. Yeah. That is heavenly because you can't be torn in, you know, any other direction other yes. than to sit there and read. Also, good news, wait until your boys are older. Yeah. And when you get on a plane with them, oh, all they yeah. want to do is watch the movies. Yeah. My daughter's seven. We did do that on the last <laughs> flight, which was great. That was so the first good. time we'd experienced that. Got him some headphones at yes. the airport and he was really happy. Yes. I think he watched Trolls five times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> and I was quite happy to let him yes. do that. Exactly. Because you can feel guilt about that as well, can't you? The, you know, t- are they watching too many films? On a plane, I think it's fine. It if he was, is, if he was watching it? Trolls back to back, five you know, times in a row every, every weekend, day. then fair enough. But on That's a flight, true. it's allowed. We'll let you off. Yeah, it's all good. It's yeah. all good. Um, okay, some quick fire questions for okay. you, Lucy. Um, what did you want to be when you were growing up? Oh gosh. Um, what did I want to be? Well, I was quite into. Oh God, I was, I was quite a girly girl actually, and I did. And my mum has still got the scrapbooks to prove it. I was a prolific letter writer. Were you? And kind of writer of things at a young age. So she's always sort of thought I was kind of on the path to being a journalist. Yeah. I was. I'm the eldest of three as well, and I've got a bit of a rep being a bit of a bossy boots. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, I think they always kind of... It seemed natural that I might end up in this kind of position. Yeah. Um, Because it was your first job working for Barbie magazine. It was, yeah, which was great fun. Yeah, I worked in children's book publishing for a couple of years when I first graduated. I was really lucky, actually, to get a job there. I I was work experience there, and then Mm -hmm. a a role as editorial assistant came up, and I kind of worked my way up there. And then I made the transition into magazines via Barbie, (laughs) which was good fun, Um, writing stories about Barbie and Ken all day and devising word searches and crosswords and things and dot the dots. (laughs) Brilliant. I love it. Um, But, yeah, that was very creative, actually, yeah, writing stories. So. I think I've always, I've definitely got a strong creative streak, and yeah, clearly, enjoy I mean, that. you know, when you look at what, yeah. what you've achieved, it's clear. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm lucky to have found something that I feel is my, you know, the thing I enjoy and is yeah. my sort of niche. That's great. Um, okay, what's the best celebrity event you've ever been to? Oh, god, you must have been to a few. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm lucky at you know, at Hello, and that obviously weddings are a big um area for us, and mm. we love a big 
showbiz weddings so I've been lucky enough to attend a number of those around the world I think one of the best was Sam Branson's wedding out uh, to Isabella Coulthrop was it on the game reserve? yeah Ulusaba yeah Sir Richard Branson's private game reserve in South Africa that was amazing I had to get a small plane over there just myself from Joburg um, parachuted almost literally into the wedding (laughs) and uh, it was just amazing it was a beautiful setting got to see some incredible wildlife as well as hang out with you know the likes of Princess Beatrice and Eugenie and all of their friends Uh, because it's always a real honour to cover somebody's wedding it's not a piece of work that they have to do in the course of promoting the latest project you know Mm. there's no dress rehearsal this is the actual wedding so it's a real honour to be there and I always never take that for granted Mm. um and yeah they were very inclusive and welcoming and that was great fun so we had a nightmare on the night we were doing a very fast turnaround with it for the magazine because they're going to press I think it was the day after the wedding so I was frantically writing everything up and the photographer was trying to download everything and then there was just a crazy storm and a power cut in the whole place no oh my goodness so we couldn't send anything back to the office the magazine's just open you know the Reaper house is waiting to receive stuff (gasps) They couldn't even lay it out onto the layouts properly. There was a team here in the office waiting to receive everything. And Sir Richard was amazing and kind of off said, what do I need? Like a private plane, a helicopter? What can he do? If there's one person you want in a crisis, crisis. it's Sir Richard Branson. It really was. And uh, so we had to, yeah, they had to send someone out to kind of try and get the wires back up again. And I mean, eventually it did all come back on, but it was so last minute and up against it. Mm. But it was quite good fun. We all pulled together and made it happen. And it wasn't a life or death situation, you know, you think. Um, But that was good fun. I've covered the Oscars, yeah, major awards ceremonies over the years. It's always a real thrill to be in Los Angeles at the time of the Oscars. Yeah, I bet. Where it's just wall-to-wall A-list stars mm. everywhere you go. I once was at a pre-Oscars party and sat at a table with a friend of mine and Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox came and joined us at the table. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> that was really good fun. See, if that happened to me, I would have to just stop myself from just quoting friends at them. I know! Well, that's <laughs> it. We felt like we were in an episode of Friends. Yeah. <laughs> it was really fun. But generally, the bigger the stars, the kind of more, you know, sort of approachable they are in yeah, some ways, yeah, like that. Yeah, um, yeah. so I'm lucky to have attended lots of amazing events. That's kind of why I, how I got the idea for The Stylist, my first book, yes. that's all set during award season. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, was quite fascinated by what goes on behind the scenes yeah. and how the stars look this immaculate and red carpet ready when they step out of their limos at the beginning of the Oscars red carpet when there's a whole engine room and kind of a a lot of stress and things going on behind the scenes to get them there yeah brilliant and final question for you Mm. Uh, what's your most embarrassing mum moment of all time oh god most embarrassing mum moment oh god I remember once when Heath was tiny and I 
you know, you're not feeling great often when, you, when you've got a tiny baby and you're yeah. only having snatched bits of sleep. I remember fake tanning myself. Oh, really? And then and Heath ended up with a fake tan on his cheek because I'd pulled him to me. And my <laughs> husband, I remember coming home and going, oh my God, has he got a birthmark that I've not noticed before? Oh, kind funny. of on him and me going, uh, having to admit it was actually a bit of fake tan. Were you tempted to fake um, tan the rest of him just to <laughs> yes, even him out? To even out, yeah. <laughs> Listen, Rosie, thank you very much for chatting That's to today. Right. It has been it has so been nice great to chat. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. A big thank you for listening. As always, if you enjoy the podcast, then please do rate and review over on iTunes and tell all your friends. Um, yeah, thanks for listening and I'll catch up with you next time. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY exclusions apply see site for details hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing I love that Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.